0: midtown detroit studios of wdet this is detroit today
1: are you stressing out thinking about tomorrow's thanksgiving table and the arguments that might break out over people's differences stay tuned we have assembled our own thanksgiving table But we're going to talk about how we're grateful for our differences and how those differences make us stronger. And, of course, we want to hear from you, too. What about the many differences we experience makes you grateful? That's all next on Detroit Today, right after the news from NPR. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I am really, really glad you have joined us. It is a day before Thanksgiving, the beginning of the end of the year holiday season all around the country, and we want to spend today talking about what we will talk about tomorrow at Thanksgiving. Our differences these days seem to matter and to show up in our lives more than maybe ever before politics race culture religion sexual and gender identities they all seem right now like instant flashpoints like reasons to get into an argument with somebody especially tomorrow with relatives who you may not see all the time and you may be waiting for that opportunity to get into it with them over the things you disagree with but tomorrow is thanksgiving when we are supposed to be marking the things that make us grateful, not resentful or dispirited. So today we wanna to talk about being grateful for our differences. Aren't the things that distinguish us the things that make us great as a people and as a nation? And don't we at bottom believe that difference is strength and maybe even virtue? I've heard so many people this year and in recent years talk about how hard this time of the year has become because of the potential blow-ups at the Thanksgiving table. You may think you've got an interesting Thanksgiving table ahead of you tomorrow, but we have assembled our own today that we think would rival the best of them. And we're here to talk about what makes us grateful for our differences, not what makes us resentful about those differences. And, of course, we want to hear from you. What are you looking forward to tomorrow in terms of what happens at the dinner table. What are the differences you have with your family members ahead of Thanksgiving? How are you planning to go about trying to have maybe civil conversation around the dinner table instead of big arguments? Are there differences in your family that actually make things more interesting? Differences in political, religious, or ideology that you think you should be thankful for? Also, do you have a friend who's much different from you in some way? And what do you get out of that relationship? Is that an opportunity to have civil disagreements about things rather than arguments. As always, the number on the phones heres seven seven one zero one nine. 313-577-1019. That's 313 1019 You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag DetroitToday, and we'll work you into the conversation. And we've got a wonderful panel with us today, our Thanksgiving Day table, to talk about the differences among us and how we deal with them. Satori Shakur is host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast. Satori, welcome back to Detroit today.
2: Thank you. It's always a pleasure and fun. It,
1: yes, it is always great to have you here in studio. Uh, also with us is Dave Garcia. He is the executive director of Affirmations, Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center. Dave, welcome to Detroit today. Welcome back, I should say. And uh, we have Osama Siblani, who is the publisher of the Arab American News with us, Osama. Always great to have you here as well. Thank you, Stephen. All right, so I'm gonna start with Dave, cause I think that we've got uh, some news that involves your organization that really is a great jumping off point for this conversation. Uh, just yesterday, Oakland County officials signed the county's first comprehensive non-discrimination policy and they did it at Affirmations in Ferndale. Talk about that and how significant a step forward that is.
3: Well, it's very significant because in the state of Michigan right now, LGBT people can still be fired simply for being gay. Uh, They can be denied housing and public accommodation. And so, because we can't have state protection because conservatives in Lansing will not even allow it to come out of committee, much less a vote, municipalities have to do it on their own. And this time, the entire county of Oakland has decided to step up to protect LGBT people.
1: Yeah, Uh, this is something that you say, as you say, has been sort of percolating in the background for a long time. What was it that made it now, yesterday, the opportunity to get this done? Well, because there, because elections matter, and we had a
3: recent election where Democrats are now the majority of the county commission, and they were able to get it pushed through.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, congratulations on that, and and that's a big change for everybody in Oakland County. That's a point I think we need to make is that this is not just about LGBTQ citizens in Oakland County. This is making things fair for everyone. When you when you lift up people who have been discriminated against, you make life better for everyone. So uh, very, very good news out of Oakland County. All right. So I want to start with uh, each of you talking about, from your perspective, the ways that you feel grateful for our differences in America, and specifically here in Metro Detroit. What are the things that you think divide us, but also maybe make us great? Satori, so, I'm going to start with you.
4: I'm
2: very uh, grateful for our differences because they represent an opportunity to preserve the human race. Our differences challenge us to confront our small way of thinking, our exclusivity, our, the way we don't include. It gives us an opportunity to say, "Wait a minute, what's important—the difference—or what makes us the same?" So. Um, curating each month four different storytellers with different stories, a diverse group of people from kids to all different cultures, Um, it, it expands me to... Train myself to listen to their stories. I don't necessarily agree with what everyone says, mm. but it's my um, calling to make sure that their message is heard the way they want to hear it in the most compelling way. And what happens to me? I grow. I get bigger, and I see the importance that if we don't accept our differences, if we always look at it at them as a threat rather than as something to embrace, we will soon be one of those uh, endangered species called mm. humans.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, talk about that listening part of it. I think yeah. that's a really key dimension here. The idea of actually listening to people. Uh, we, we say all the time that we listen to people that we're talking with. We say all the time that we listen to people that we don't agree with. But really, we don't participate in that exercise in quite the way I think you're talking about. Talk about what listening really means to you.
2: Well, as I move through this journey of uh, developing stories, storytellers, I realized that uh, I have discovered that listening is a revolutionary act. It, it is an extension of our generosity as a human being. But at the end of the day, it requires Everything to listen, which means you have to give up something, which is your point of view, sometimes the way you may see something to really let someone else in and take take a place at the table and express themselves, because there's value in what they're saying. You don't necessarily have to agree but to, to listen, to not, we listen to agree or not to agree. We listen, it, oh, I don't like that. or we do So there's always something in the way, a filter that blocks out the fullness of that person's expression. So if we can give up those filters and just be in the presence of another human being telling the truth of their experience, there's something very, very wonderful in that, something expansive in it, something that gives, it gives something. I don't know.
1: Hmm. uh, Dave Garcia, talk about the ways in which you can be grateful for the differences among us this Thanksgiving.
3: Well, I, first of all, I appreciate what, what you just said. That was beautiful. And I think that there's a difference between, for example, having difference of culture, uh, food, music, learning those things from each other. I'm very grateful for those differences. And, um, you know, I'm sorry to probably be the one to start the argument at the dinner table here, but <laughs> I, come from okay. a, I come from a very large Mexican-American family, for example. And we have uh, come to a point at our family, because we do love each other so much, that we have just made a rule that we can't talk about politics uh, anymore when we get together. And that's, mm-hmm. in a way, a shame, because you can't change people's ideas or hearts or minds. But... Um, when President Trump, for example, is about to fire 15,000 transgender people from the military, um, that's, and then you see uh, young women of color, trans women of color being killed in Detroit and hate crimes rising against the LGBT community, that's a matter of life and death. We're not talking about a difference of music or culture. We're talking about life and death issues. And I believe that Trump's rhetoric has played a key role in that. But I can't talk about it at Thanksgiving because it's not going to go well, mm. you know, with an, particularly with an aunt who is also my godmother, who I love very deeply and very much and we're very close. But we can't talk about Trump.
1: So, so give me an idea of how your family got to this point. Uh, talk to me about Thanksgiving's past, perhaps, where people Got uh, maybe too overheated about about uh, politics or religion or or, or gender identity. Wh- what were those gatherings like? Well, that's exactly right. Things would get too overheated.
3: Um, minds were not necessarily being changed. Uh, people would start to really uh, have heated arguments, mm-hmm. and it just especially in my family. I don't want to speak for all Mexican-American families, but family is more important in the end than anything else. Love and respect as well. But when we talk about that word respect, it's very difficult. It's one thing to be respectful and not uh, call someone a name or, or, or you know, uh, uh, make someone less human. But again, some of these issues, like being fired from your place of work for being gay, for example, um, these are very, very important issues. And it's more than just, oh, we have a right to disagree. If it's attacking your actual being, who you are, whether that's your race or your religion, and someone is telling you, I don't care, or I'm going to support the person in office who is going to uh, hurt you,
1: what do you do with that? Who's going to dehumanize you? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I actually think that's a really mature set of decision-making, right? The, to, to, to say, okay, we actually just cannot talk about this. It's not, it's not shying away from the differences. It's not saying they don't matter. It's saying family matters more, which I think is a really, really powerful message. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sorry that you've had to reach that point with your family, but I'm also sort of hopeful that you were able to sort of Keep all of those bonds intact, even though you can't talk about those things. I mean, that's really that's a really remarkable story. Um, Osama Siblani, your turn. Tell us about uh, differences and how you might be grateful for them as we get ready for Thanksgiving.
0: Well, if if politics is not the subject matter uh, around the dinner table in the Arab community, then there is no dinner. (laughs) I mean, like. we, we, we probably have a different opinion about a tuna fish sandwich. I mean, many people, they probably think that, uh, that we are a homogeneous community. We have no differences, you know. I mean, we come from 22 different nations. Inside each nation is 2,200 different opinions on one, in one family. So, uh, so we are very, uh, you know, diverse as far as opinions and, and uh, especially when it comes to politics. Because we have a double jeopardy in here, uh, in in a, in a way, we uh, have politics domestically here in the United States that we agree and disagree vehemently about. Uh, also, uh, we have uh, politics that we import from our homelands, which uh, is divided and it's very very divisive, you know, in, in a conversation. So, but here is what I really uh, have been, you know, um, taking as a um, Principle, as far as I'm concerned, in, in my life, I turned 65 in January. I, I've i always believed that the best opinion you can formulate uh, is, uh, uh, is after a very serious discussion and difference of opinions. Uh, you will reach probably the, to the best decision. Uh, and I've always welcomed different opinions because when I have my staff meeting uh, on Monday morning, uh, I usually listen more than I talk because I think that... Uh, and I listen to my staff, and I am, of course, the oldest in, in, in the crowd. Uh, uh, and I believe that, uh, you know, sometimes I'm the wisest, but it I <laughs> out, turns out that I am really not the wisest. <laughs> you know, like the, the younger people have more uh, to say about things uh, that I have uh, thought I would know more. And I think that listening is very important, and difference in opinion is usually uh, healthy. Uh, but it, it turns out to be... In the Facebook era and the social media era, I think it's adding to the mix of our difference of opinion. But we bring it to the table, and we have already a a a, a an opinion that's already formulated from social media, even though it's based on false premises. And we discuss it, and we dis, you know we discuss it, and we, we fight over it, and it's it's not a true thing, you know. So the social media has really added another negative. Vibe into our conversation on the dinner table, and, and that's how I feel. It's been that for the last five years. I have seen people who comes into the table, you know, uh, with with opinions that derive from social media. You did not like my picture. You right. did <laughs> not, uh, you know, comment. You had a negative comment on my on my post, and and, and the conversation starts on on a bad note.
1: Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our Thanksgiving table here where we're talking about differences and how we are maybe more grateful for those differences than we are resentful or dispirited, and we are going to get to your calls as well. Call and tell us what you are looking forward to at the Thanksgiving table tomorrow. Is it argument? Is it spirited argument? Is it strong debate? Or are you apprehensive about what might happen at Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving tomorrow? Are you worried that you will get into a fight with a relative about politics or race or religion? As always, the number on the phones is 313 577 1019. That's 313 577 1019. You can also join us on Facebook and on Twitter, and we'll try to join you into the conversation that way. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, I'm really glad you've joined us. We're talking today about what will happen tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day when we gather with our families around the Thanksgiving table and share a meal, but we'll also share some conversation. What will that conversation be like? Will it be an argument? Will it be a powerful debate? Or will it be the kind of conversation that has to avoid controversial topics because you don't feel like you can have those kinds of conversations with your family anymore. Are you at a point where you can't talk about politics or race or religion or gender identity because things just get too overheated or out of control. Uh, We want to hear what you are anticipating about tomorrow. What are you thinking about? What are you thinking will happen at the Thanksgiving table tomorrow? Also, we are talking especially about how we cherish differences in this country, how we ought to be grateful for the things that make us different. Um, What does that mean in your life? How does that play out in your life? How does that play out with your family, with your friends? Uh, and do you find value in the ability to be friends or relatives with somebody who really thinks differently than you do? As always, the number on the phones heres seven seven one zero one nine. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter, and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. We've also got a great panel uh, here to join our Thanksgiving table. Uh, Satori Shakur is the host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast. Dave Garcia is executive director of Affirmations, which is Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center. And Osama Siblani is the publisher of the Arab American News. Let's go to Eric in Huntington Woods. Eric. What's on your yeah. mind? Yeah, go ahead.
5: So, you know, the tension in my Thanksgiving table, and it's a good kind of tension, is, uh, for lack of better words, boomer Democrats versus millennial Democrats. And <laughs> the tension between moderates and, and progressives, um, you know, it's it, it's it's around things like Medicare for all. But. And the eco- and or a single uh, was it a guaranteed basic income? Mm-hmm. Um, the economic matters even and the social implications of them. That's the easy part. The real tension comes in things like discussing things like Black Lives Matter and um, some of the issues that's going on in Israel. Being being a predominantly Jewish family mm-hmm. and some of the issues of, the, of uh, Palestinian rights. The last, the, the the biggest thing that I found though is is gender identity that this older generation that will vote Democrat their entire lives still are having a lot of issues about the concept of gender identity. Mm. And um, us younger, more progressive types are like, OK, what is going on here? Why why, why is this difficult?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eric, that's a that's a really great uh Sort of overview of what will happen for you tomorrow at the Thanksgiving table. I kind of want to join and see how all <laughs> of those issues play out. Um, Satori Shakur. One of the things he said that I think is really interesting uh, is about these generational differences. And I, I can say that, it, I, and I think this is true in most African American families. Um, you know that that plays out to an extreme at at our <laughs> at our dinner tables. I mean, I'm almost fifty years old. And according to my elder relatives, I still don't know anything. I feel like there's never going to be a point where uh, where I'm taken seriously.
2: Oh, Steve, <laughs> I know. you got a whole show. You got
1: you <laughs> they right. got to take you. Seriously. That's right. I have a whole show every day, and they're like, "Oh, whatever. What do you know?"
2: <laughs> well, I, I uh, you know. Uh, First, at our dinner table, at my sister's house, because she's the one that manages the Thanksgiving dinners, we're going to start out with football. That will go to Colin well,
1: Kaepernick. Well, that, that's torture, right? <laughs> For <laughs> me, it is because do the know. Lions. <laughs> well,
2: they're, well they're, that's going to go to Kaepernick. <laughs> that Kaepernick's going to go to the knee. The knee's going to go to Trump, and then it's on.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. A straight line, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: But I'm, I'm interested in hearing what my grandkids have to say. You know, I have one uh, granddaughter who's in college. She's 19. She's a voting age. She's gay. So she has a whole conversation. The other siblings are younger. But the youngest one, they took me out for my birthday, the younger ones. And my 12-year-old grandson says, Trump saved us. I'm like what?
1: <laughs> so they,
2: I don't know where their their little what ears are picking <laughs> things up, but they're not picking up all of they're not picking up facts. But then again, facts are small change in today's political mm-hmm. landscape. Mm-hmm. But I, I when we get to the Trump and the and we're gonna argue about who what Democratic candidate is gonna be the best one, and you know we're gonna go through all of that. But at the end of the day, I like to take the conversation to a more aerial view of the political landscape of America and the world right now because it's in destructive. It, it, it tells us what, how we are being as human beings. I can see withholding the arms from Ukraine. I can go back to World War I where they withheld arms from black men because they were scared. <laughs> you know, it's nothing new. I think we have to go back and we have to deal with slavery and the Civil War because that's where everything went this two different directions. We have to deal with the fear of genetic genocide on the part of certain white people in mm-hmm. this country. There is, I can't see why anything happens the way it does, except that there's a threat, there's a genetic annihilation on the horizon, and we have to protect that ourselves. That change is somehow it, a
1: threat to, to the majority population. It does, because
2: right. if you, if I love you and you're of a different color, then if I'm a white person and I love you, I'm going to make a black kid. Or a person of color, so I'm actually annihilating my race just by loving you. Mm. So there's there's a lot of Francis Dr. Wellsling said it mm-hmm. the best, and after she said it, I couldn't listen to it any other way. So I understand what when your survival is threatened, the the desperate things you'll go through. You know, it's so it's a human thing. But I I, I say to to you, Dave, the the threat that um, LGBTQ faces is the same threat that African-Americans have faced in this country since the day that Arab-Americans are facing, that people of color, we're facing those threats now. What if if we could see the commonality of those struggles and say, let's together deal with this Mm. because it's a threat to our humanity, not just to, you know, one group of people. It's it's like it's so prevalent, it's so clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, that why is it that it's just like my little island because we're not going to survive that way. You know what I mean? Mm.
1: Uh, Dave Garcia, you you talked earlier about the, the the divides at your Thanksgiving table. I wonder if uh, if there is a generational dimension to it. Is is it that older members of your family are unable to contend with new issues or things that seem different than what they might have experienced when when they were younger? Sure. I think that's part of it. Um, And something that
3: you said uh, made me think about the little ears that are listening. And I guess one good thing about having heated arguments, when I was a kid, nobody in my Mexican-American family even spoke the word gay. It wasn't even talked about. So you know, coming out and and all of these things that we're so used to today or that we at least hear a lot about today. Again, that was all in the closet when I was young, and that's very, very harmful and detrimental. So at least if I'm arguing with somebody, those little ears are listening. And if one of my younger cousins or nephews or nieces are gay, for example, just one example, they are hearing that, oh, Uncle Dave, he's okay. I can talk to him. I didn't have that as a little boy. Wow. So I guess in some ways, you know, even if we don't change people's minds around that table. um,
1: Just being present. Just being being present,
3: being out, being out of the closet, being proud,
1: uh, can have a very big impact. Hmm. Wow. Uh, Osama, how do uh, generational differences play out in your debate?
0: I think we, you know, like I, I see in my community that the, Younger generations are less tolerant than the older generation. Huh. It, it is a fact. And I think it's a fact in, in most of, uh, of uh, other communities. Uh, you don't have to love me. Um, I don't have to love you. All we have to do is tolerate each other. Uh, and uh, the tolerance level is just sinking everywhere. Um, I don't know why. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you can see it uh, through the leadership. Uh, you know, at, at all levels, uh, whether it's in Hollywood or it's in, uh, it's in Washington, D.C., or it's in Lansing. I think the tolerance level is just not uh, the same anymore. Or I, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I am uh, coming from a different uh, background and, and, and looking at it. But I've been here for 43 years in this country, and I have seen how the tolerance level has just sunk you know, a, a, to, a, to a record level. Um, I'm very, very shocked that Tatori has a grand, great-grandchildren. <laughs> a, you know, like, that, 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 that is a surprise, no, but i wanted no, no, to not great-grandchildren. Not, not great <laughs> don't don't have my children in the back
2: in the nine years old having kids. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, I, I, but, I, I, but I thank you because I know you were trying to give me a good compliment. I'm going to hug you later.
0: <laughs> so anyway, you know, like I, I think that uh, – I think that the tolerance level is very low, and and, and that is really very concerned. So, yeah, because I think it's if you if you disagree if you disagree with one person on one thing, you don't have to disagree with them on everything. But this is the case right now. If we disagree about Trump, then the conversation has become negative all the way to the door. You know, uh, uh, from the kitchen table from the kitchen table to the door, and and that is something that I, I just cannot tolerate myself. I think that we can disagree. And we have to manage our disagreement, and we have to be tolerant to each other, and and that's something that I do not see in the younger generation.
3: Mm.
2: But but mm. isn't tolerance it, to me? It's a a band aid. It, it's it's I, okay. I'll tolerate you. It's it's a grudging, it's a grudging kind of extension rather than it, you know go a, the distance to acceptance. You know, because I think if we start
0: at tolerance we can we can gradually move up but right now we don't even tolerate each other so i cannot ask for someone to love me if he doesn't if he if he or she doesn't tolerate me because
2: tolerance me. doesn't work because of, just like you said the younger generation is more interested in authenticity yeah. so tolerance is sort of is a barrier to really pulling it back and finding out why am i tolerating you rather than accepting you or you know not but totally we, our
0: differences are so sharp and so deep and, yeah, and yes they, they are they, they are, are. And, and if we if we try to uh, pretend that uh, our differences are something that we can manage that easy I think we're fooling each other but that's what I'm saying but that's uh, what
2: I'm saying I'm saying tolerance is that p- pretense to, to to embrace the difference, it's not really embrace. It's just I'm going to tolerate it. But I think I'm what ju- he's intel- saying is
1: that it's a step, right? It's it's, a step. it's, it's, it's better a
0: beginning. than intolerance. But,
2: but just by virtue of what he said, it doesn't work because he's working. seeing a decrease in I the see. tolerance. So why, if it if it's a starting place and we've started there and we've had it with it, then it's going to decrease. So mm. I'm saying that maybe there's something else, another paradigm, another realm in which to examine our differences. I'm willing to listen to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If if there is another way to start a conversation and end it without having a uh, the, the differences become becoming deeper and sharper. Because every time we have differences on any subject, it seems like it goes downhill rather than just at the end of the day, shake hands, say it's okay, you know, we have differences in opinion on this, but I still agree with you here and here and here. You know, we may disagree on 1%, 2%, 9%. 70, 80, 90%, but we still have 10% commonality. And that is the, the starting point. That's what I'm saying. But, but
2: what I'm saying is that maybe in the, the conversation there could be a commitment. The commitment is to understand. So then the terrain, that sharpness, that err, yeah. uh, that's a stage getting to what we committed to, which is understanding on the other side. You know, we have It takes something, yeah. but we you're have, a leader. <laughs> you, I we, have, you're, we have
0: a Saturday brunch, in uh, the community that we started like four or five years ago, the leadership of the community. And, and I have attended almost each one each one of those on Saturdays. I've invited uh, Stephen. He, mm-hmm. never, he never joined. I've him. never he's, made it to he's the a, brunch. He's, he's afraid of, of, of the differences there. <laughs> I don't want to have the arguments. <laughs> he doesn't want to get in a fight. So, so every Saturday we have a fight over something, you know, like not not, not literally a fight, but an argument, you know, about... Uh, and, and it, you know, like we sometimes we run out of... We, we never run out of uh, of arguments you know like we leave the table and we still have a lot of stuff to discuss and disagree or agree on so but we've always been friends and and even though with, with, with our disagreement sometimes goes very very bad at the end of the day we smoke cigar <laughs> <laughs> and have a, and, and have fun you know at the end of the day and and I think that's growing yes. into a you know to become a friend you know friendship uh, uh,
3: atmosphere. <laughs> Yeah. We have this conversation a lot about
0: tolerance in the LGBT
3: community, especially when it comes to our straight allies, mm-hmm. and that it is not an, you're not an ally just by tolerating us. As you said, we we are looking for uh, acceptance. You know, in, a, in my Mexican American family, there's a lot of really good storytellers, and I was just telling a story about how my grandma and grandpa helped an undocumented person um, many years ago find housing, and how that. They had a fork in the um, garbage disposal, and when they turned down the garbage disposal, it started to rattle and shit. But they they had never seen a garbage disposal before, so they ran out of the house. Well, because it kept going and going and going, it caught on fire. Okay, so <laughs> we were telling the story, and my aunt, who I told you about earlier, is the big Trump supporter. Remembered the story and was like, "Yeah, Grandma and Grandpa, they were, you know, they loved everybody and they helped everyone uh, through the church." And but those were undocumented people. Okay, so the story was great and everybody agreed this this that my grandma and grandpa were beautiful loving people to help anybody but that went to the wall. well now we can't talk anymore right but where does this lead Civil war?
1: Well I think that's the question right I mean, is it getting worse? Is it getting to the point where we can't have these conversations at all as you as you point out because we can't get past, the differences and 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 be able to agree to to disagree i, I think tolerance is a big part of that i really do uh, I, I think that tolerance plays a role in what we're trying to get to which is acceptance or understanding um, but i see what you're saying osama also about tolerance just kind of um disappearing in 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 modern dialogue i mean uh, this this cancel culture almost that, that that you're getting to where i disagree with you about the president so i disagree with you about everything and we can't talk about anything
0: well do you think De Niro's, uh comment about the president was appropriate for example do you think that even rashida i love rashida and and i i i i support her 100% do you think that uh, you know the mf word uh, was appropriate to to address the president. Do you think the president is uh, is also appropriate when he's addressing the media or or people who've handicapped or? I mean, th- that that's where it starts. It starts at the highest level. And then it goes down, you know. It, it trickles down, and and people say, okay, if the president says it, it's okay to. It's for okay me to, to say do it. it, right? If uh, De Niro said that, it, it's fine for me to say it. And then and then we lose really, we lose the the, the rest of the conversation in here and the substance. You, do you realize that we have no substance anymore in, in our conversation? We've become so shallow, because because we start the conversation on negative ground, and then we can it it end up nowhere, nowhere. Yeah. Uh,
1: let's get back to some callers. We got a lot of folks who want to participate in this conversation. Let's go to Cindy in Ferndale. Cindy, welcome to the show.
6: Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm tolerance. I kind of agree with Shapuri. Um, tolerance to me is, you know, gritting my teeth long enough to get through the pie. Anymore. <laughs> that's a great. That's because, a great metaphor. For me. <laughs> <laughs> because. That's not I mean, what I the meant disagreement to. <laughs> in this political era when, you know, people are supporting Trump, who, you know, has espoused these these racial, racist values. Um, we're disagreeing, you know, on, on uh, racist, racism and. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> what do I want to say? I'm sorry. Gender. Um, all these other issues that mm-hmm. are to me moral values mm-hmm. and if they're supporting if, if they're supporting these these issues then they're going against my moral values
3: mm-hmm.
6: these are no longer political issues for me or social issues for me these are moral issues for me exactly and, and it's harder no longer, yeah go ahead yeah we no longer share, share the same morals or the same same values right I didn't talk to my uncle for a year because he continued to use the N-word and told me that if I couldn't tolerate that, then I needed to hang up the phone. And I hung up the phone and didn't talk to my favorite uncle for a year. Hmm. Wow. I wasn't going to grit my teeth while he continued to use the N-word, which he knew violated my moral values.
1: Sure. Cindy, I, I I really appreciate the call and your and your thoughts, and I hope uh, tomorrow goes goes well for you with maybe that uncle at the table with you, and you're not having to grit your teeth uh, through the meal. But I but but I think that's a really interesting way to put it that 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 tolerance in some ways is gritting your teeth and not not saying exactly what you think or not pushing back quite as hard. As you would normally, um, and and it is hard to do that. And when moral issues are at uh, at the heart of what you're talking about, like Cindy's talking about, it becomes almost it uh, becomes almost impossible. Cindy, again, thanks for the call, and the thoughts. Let's go to Renee in Detroit. Renee, what's on your mind?
4: Hey, good Hi. morning, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving to you happy and your panel, you, you Thank you. I would just like to say, Stephen, just at the start, you are one of the smartest men on the radio. I love listening to you. Um, <laughs> you bring such a perspective with a depth and understanding. Um, I, I don't know what your family hears when they listen to I was going to say, you. can you come <laughs> talk to my family? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I listen to Detroit today is because of you. So you could have gone anywhere in the country, but you, you came back home. <laughs> so I appreciate that. And I, I think you do have a lot to offer. Oh, thank you. When you speak. Um, and to the panel, uh, we are celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow at my cousin's house, who is a lesbian and a vegan. Um, so <laughs> That's we are... Um, that vegan it, part. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we so I mean and cheese we've we, we've done this for several years now and it's it, we've got it we've got it down. If we want turkey <laughs> we have to bring it ourselves. <laughs> All of her sides are meatless, of course. So if we want dressing with meat. So we usually have two dressings. One with the meat, one without. <laughs> um of course and you know, if any mac and cheese, she doesn't make it with the cheese. She'll make it with a vegan cheese. So we have to wow. bring that, you know, wow. if we want the traditional mac and cheese that comes with us. Um, and then, you know, and then, and the dialogue has, has shifted as well. We, um, to some degree, we do not discuss her, her lifestyle. We don't, it doesn't necessarily come up. I mean, we, we, we know she, she, um, she's a lesbian and, and we don't, um, condemn her for that. We, you know, we celebrate her, we celebrate her friends, um, uh, for who, who, who they are. They're our family. Um, and we love them. And so I think, I think part of the issue, um, in terms of acceptance, in terms of tolerance, is is an issue of do you really love this person? because I, I think love will cover hmm. a lot a multitude of different things. There's a scripture that comes to mind when I was listening to the former guest is that um if uh, to, the, to the last caller, is that if you if your enemy was um, would you give a a glass of water to your enemy? Um, in so many words, it's it's paraphrasing that. And I think it comes down to the humanity of it. is there is is this person, this person is, is is a, not my political party not even my religion doesn't represent um you know is, is transgender but they're they're dying so mm. am i going to help them because they're another human or am, am i going to be stopped by all of these different things that are um that i see that are opposing my um my belief system yeah. so that that's where i i leave it wow and um um, talk to you all. Yeah. have a wonderful day. <clears throat> have a
1: great, have a great vegan holiday tomorrow uh, with uh, with your cousin uh, Renee. Thanks very much. For the call in the comments okay we're going to take another quick break when we come back we're going to continue talking about being grateful for our differences being grateful over the thanksgiving day table about our differences and we want to continue to hear from you 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones what are you looking forward to about dinner tomorrow with your family what are you apprehensive about what do you fear might come up That might start an argument that you don't want to be part of. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Thanksgiving here on Detroit today on 1019 WDET. And we are talking about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner, when we have conversations with relatives who we may not see much of the rest of the year, and when we may be more prone to get into a bitter argument about politics, about race, about culture or religion maybe gender identity, we're talking about how we can instead be grateful for those differences around the Thanksgiving Day table and have conversations that maybe don't change people's minds, but give them another perspective about differences, about somebody who thinks about the world a little differently than we do. We want to hear from you, of course. 313 1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313 1019 You can also go to Facebook or Twitter and participate there, and we'll try to work you into the conversation. We've got a great panel of guests here leading this conversation. Satori Shakur is the host of WDET's Twisted Storytellers podcast. Dave Garcia is the executive director of Of Affirmations, which is Michigan's largest LGBTQ community center, and Osama Siblani is the publisher of the Arab American News. Let's go to Aaron in Detroit. Aaron, welcome to the show. Good morning. Hey, how are you?
7: Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying the panel. Uh, But I I have a, a concern with one of the panelists said, tolerance is not enough. You know, we live in a world with We're so many different people, so many different beliefs, so many different reasons to have different beliefs because we come from different places, live in different realities or whatever. To think that tolerance is not enough is what's causing tolerance to decrease. I'm listening to the conversation, and tolerance is waning, and it's because you're trying to force a level of acceptance past tolerance. People don't like to be forced into saying, I like what you like. I don't have to like what you like. I just have to have uh, enough respect for your right to like what you like. Mm. But I don't have to – you can't make me like what you like. <laughs> and what, what that is doing is and, – and, 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 and gay people have, were forced for so many years to hide and be underground because the, uh, the rest of society didn't like what, what they believed. And so now they're trying to, or it seems like you're trying to force people who don't believe in that. Now, they have to go underground. If I don't believe it with what you believe, then I'm phobic or I'm hateful. No, I just don't believe what you believe. But I, have, I, I believe you have a right to believe what you believe, but I don't believe that way. Mm. And tolerance should be enough.
1: Mm. Uh, Aaron, I, I really appreciate the call and the comments. Uh, Story, I'll give you a chance to respond.
7: Yeah,
2: well, when I'm what I'm saying that tolerance isn't enough, I'm not saying trade tolerance for acceptance. I'm saying trade tolerance for respect. Tolerance is, a, is, is something you're doing actively. There's energy in it. And so is respect but in, at least you're being honest about what you don't tolerate you just have to have something higher that a higher context why am i having this argument just to be right or am i having this argument to understand you, there has to be a way we can have a conversation and communicate where all of us are in the same context having that conversation i i don't think tolerance is enough i think if you can if you can tolerate something that's an achievement but if you can respect that's a greater achievement you don't have to not be active or do nothing you just have to admit i'm tolerating this i'm not really down with it Mm. and and is that a remedy just being polarized or should we engage Mm. and heal it and disappear it
3: yeah i thought it was interesting the, the call before uh, I was trying very hard to listen uh, to that call or listen to everyone today. And she used that word lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's a trigger word for the LGBT community because sure. it's not, you know, she, she says she has a different, Which implies but choice. And, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure. I don't, you know, it's not really a lifestyle. We probably have very similar lifestyles unless she's in like the top 2% or something. We <laughs> probably have similar lifestyles. We just, you know, we might just have different sexualities. But I bring this up because I probably agreed with 95% of what she said, and she seemed like a very lovely lady. But as soon as she said lifestyle, <laughs> I, I got it, right? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I need to maybe, not maybe, I need to do a better job of reminding myself that we probably share more in common than not, Yeah, and not to get triggered so easily.
1: Wow, wow.
3: But,
2: but beyond the trigger, I'm, the lady sounded very open to me. So it, it's, a, it's a moment to 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 engage and say, you know, lifestyle, let me just talk about lifestyle. Just like I don't like the word minority. It's a trigger for me, but I can engage. Well, where's the fact in there? Where's the truth in there? Con- you know, so it's an opportunity to engage and expand the other person. But if we we don't, we just go, oh, I don't agree with you and leave it, you know. So I th- th- I everybody's th- not willing to push in, though, you know.
0: I think we have a different lifestyle, you know. And, and I, I, I don't think that we should be, you know, like um, uh, afraid of, Different lifestyles, you know, and it doesn't mean lifestyle does not mean different sexualities. Only it means a lot more than than sexuality. Really, I mean, uh, for for the Arab American community, I can tell you, um, we don't have the similar lifestyles mm-hmm. in, in all in all aspects of it, you know. So yes, we do have different lifestyles, and and uh, poor and rich, they have different lifestyles. Yeah. Uh, you know, men and women, they have different lifestyles, and even men men and men. Uh, they have different <laughs> lifestyles, and 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 I don't think that it should be taken out of context of what she said. I did not see it this way, to be honest with you, David.
3: Well, in the LGBT community, oftentimes um, we hear that word "lifestyle," and it, and it is associated with lifestyle choice. And because we have okay. fought our entire lives about this idea that you, you are who you are, that, you're right, not you know, choosing I one thing this or another. Way. Right? I, I'm not choosing anything, and so that word. And, and I think it's important to know culturally at what words. What if you want to be respectful, be careful about that word "lifestyle choice" because it wasn't a choice and it isn't a choice. And you know, we could disagree on yeah. that, and we might get into a, f- a fight or an argument about that. But I deeply believe that I but, know that to be
1: true. But that's where that idea of understanding comes in, right? Uh, understanding that when you're talking with somebody who's part of the LGBTQ community, that that word means something very specific and yeah. and something that's dismissive almost of yeah. of who they are you, you I, wouldn't I, understand that unless you had that dialogue, right? Yes, you have yes, right. to be able I, I to... Did, uh, I did not
0: yeah. get it this way until you started talking about it. Because yeah. you know,
2: yeah. we're all it. bulls in somebody's china <laughs> shop, aren't we? <laughs> we just right. don't know. We don't know the rules everywhere. <laughs> we need right? to know the rules. <laughs> I welcome you to tell me I'm but, knocking uh, your china uh, over. I, I want to go back
0: to, to probably the mm-hmm. previous caller and say, you know, like the one that uh, she hung up on her uh, uncle uh-huh. for saying the N-word. I, I would advise not to hang up. To continue the conversation, try to change mind and not to give up because once you give up, you lose the battle and and what you need to do is you need to continue on pressing on your opinion without fighting with your uncle, without hanging up on him, but I think that uh, uh, once, once you hang up on him uh, he won and you lost.
1: Mm, wow. Alright, let's get back to the calls here. Joe in Rochester Hills. Joe, what's on your mind?
8: How's it going today? Good, how are you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I'm out uh, chasing down the Thanksgiving food and <laughs> what have you. But I love your show; it's great. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't uh, necessarily agree with all your opinions, but I still respect you, man.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, that's important. That's what we. That's the kind of the ethos we're trying to build here on Detroit Today.
8: Yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, you were talking. Um, just even after I, I called up, um, it just came to, to mind that, you know, when we, now we got another word and words are super powerful. Now it's tolerate. So, you know, I mean, in my brain, what's going to happen now? People are going to box that in and then they're going to, they're going to. Uh, Ah, uh, put their own definition around it, and then it's just going to be another classification for us to freaking deal with. <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> Tolerate, huh?
8: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, to me, just just talking about your theme to the Thanksgiving thing, uh, I mentioned the fact that uh, I I uh, uh, have someone that comes to my Thanksgiving. Uh, Every year I ask them to come, and a lot of people in my family don't like them because they're super opinionated. (laughs)
5: Uh,
4: um,
8: And the reason I have them come, it's uh, um, an aunt of mine's friend, and uh, uh, she does not get included in a lot of family events because of this person. But Hmm. I I bring them in, and uh, I try to, you know, balance things out with them and and keep it that way. Uh, So that's kind of an issue. Uh, but they get opinionated about weight and they get really into people's thing and a lot of other issues too. But, um, <laughs> and then the other thing I, I'd like to bring up just uh, briefly, I'm i I'm of Polish origin and I have arguments with, uh, people in my own ethnicity because they use the, the, uh, the N version for Polish people. And yeah. I can even say it cause huh. I don't use it. <laughs> wow. Um, and, uh, um, I think uh, just in general, people don't even realize what they're doing when they use these uh, negative these terms words, Yeah. whatever classification it is, whether it's ethnic, uh, you know, sex based, whatever. And, and it, all that does is draws us back into uh, more classifications and more lines and so on and so yeah. forth. So,
1: yeah. you know, Joe, I really appreciate the call and the comments and I hope you have a really great uh meal tomorrow over Thanksgiving with your family. All right. This was a really wonderful conversation. I really want to thank you guys, Satori, Dave, and Osama for being here. We could go on for hours, but we all have to get home and start making food for tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. All right. uh, Tune in tomorrow. I'm going to be off for Thanksgiving, but uh, you're going to hear StoryCorps' great Thanksgiving listen special. StoryCorps gathered some of the best moments from the StoryCorps recording project for an hour. That is going to surprise and delight. It is hosted by NPR's Audie Cornish. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. Have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk again next week.